Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the retail space, an incredible brand called Monkeys. You guys, many of you probably know it, um, and I am so excited to have Didi Shaw on today. Didi, it's so great having you on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I, 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 I so I work. I mean, I've been for years working in retail and CPG space. I and I love what you've done, like from the boutique perspective and grown a brand and franchised it and like ah. anyway we're going to dive into all that today for those of you that don't know monkeys you probably heard the brand or seen or visited a store and we're going to unpack all of that today i can't even wait um so let's do this first Didi. you got to share with our audience your your backstory and how you even got into the industry um, and started that first store well believe it or not i was a teacher by education um and um i married a gentleman from wilmington north carolina um and he encouraged me to um well let me back up before after i was a teacher i went into the industry and worked for armani for several years and i traveled basically north carolina and had house accounts out of new york um, and I was in um, the eyeglass um, industry. So that was a lot of fun. I was young, uh, single, and um, married a gentleman in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, and he basically said, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> not can't travel work. to New York and all these places, you know, and have children. So he encouraged me to kind of look into the retail sector and kind of figure out if I would be interested in doing um, my own gig. And at that time I was, I've always been into the fashion side of things. Um, hence, that's why I was in optical um, with cool glasses from Armani. Um, it was like giving candy to a baby and selling it. They just launched the line. It was incredible. Um, <laughs> nice. And so... I decided I was going to open a shoe store. Oh. So he literally said to me, he's in the business world. And um, he said to me, okay, I want you to go sit on the corner of a crossroad here, which is Oleander and um, Market Street. And this is in Wilmington, right? In Wilmington. Yep. Um, and different places. And he would say to me, I need you to go sit on the corner of these two crossroads and count cars. I said, do what? He said, I want you to count cars. And he said, I want you to tell me how many Mercedes go by. I want you to tell me how many trucks go by. And he, I, I thought he was crazy. And I said, <laughs> that sounds interesting. Point? And my point is because location, location, location right. was the Traffic. key to having success. So he encouraged me to open this. We opened it here in Wilmington. Um, I was pregnant with my first child. This is in 1995, um, right? 95? Say, say it one more time. In 1995, is that correct? In 1995, that's correct. Got it, correct. yep. Um, and um, uh, he, that was kind of the, the launch of it. And then my partner, who is Brenda Moretti now, 
came in my store and I was nine months pregnant. And she said, oh, my God, I would love to have a store like this in Winston-Salem. Would you be interested in being a partner with me? And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm nine months <laughs> pregnant. Absolutely right. not. Right. Um, and then I came home. I was telling Harry about it. And he said, whoa, back up. He's like, that's a great opportunity. You might have something where you can mentor these people, license the stores, take a percentage of their sales. And, you know, you could have, you know, multiple units. But that's how we kind of got from the single monkeys in Wilmington to opening up multiple stores. Got it. Um, and um, Brenda was my first license agreement at that time. Um, and she had a three-year contract with me. And then after three years, I was pregnant with my second child. And um, that's when we decided that we were partnered together. She's, she um, had already had her children, you know, they were up and going. So, and it's just been truly, um, I can honestly tell you that we've never, we've never had a conflicting <laughs> right. disagreement. That's so, awesome. Well, and, and a wonderful, not, wonderful partnership. I love that. And you, as you know, that's not always the case with, with business partners. I want to no. talk about that in a few minutes. Um, for those who don't know monkeys or haven't visited the store in Wilmington, which I, I actually have been there. Uh, I, so I love right. Wilmington and I, I have been to the stores. So when I saw your name come up a couple weeks ago, I was like, Oh, this would be really cool. Cause I've been there. Um, an upscale girly, always in style boutique. Um, and so talk about what your merchandise looks like for those that maybe haven't been to a monkeys. So we started monkeys when we started it, we kind of wanted to bring um, new New York fashion, so to speak to the South, there really wasn't anything at that point in time, maybe like us. Um, so we didn't want to be too high end, but we didn't want to be too low end either. So we kind of bridged it and we carry anything now. Of course, back then, you know, we kind of started out lightly and we were just in the shoe industry when we first started. Sure. Um, and then we decided that we would branch into the clothing. So things that we carry, we carry anything from, we, we started like it with Millie and Trina Turk and, um, Diane von Furstenberg. And of course, we have gravitated away from those, some of those lines and gotten lots of fresher lines that are more, they're, they're more new. We carry Celia B. Um, we carry Love Shack Fancy. We carry um, Misa. So we've, we've gravitated and we still carry a little bit of the same things that we carried when we first opened, but we kind of gravitated um you know, more to a newer kind of look. Um, but we have things in our store. We carry um, vintage Louis Vuitton, Louis, vintage Chanel, um, which is the real Chanel and real Louis Vuitton. Let me just say that we <laughs> right. are certified to carry. Um, <laughs> As opposed to, to the knockoff, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, and it is vintage. So it's what we call gently used. Got it. And we buy that from a from a, a authorized company. Oh, wow. Um, and we carry anything from high end to there to um, – to a pair of flip-flops that you're, you might be shopping with your daughter that's 12 years old and your daughter wants a pair of tiki 
um, flip-flops that, you know, retail for, you know, $28. Sure. So we try to have covered the whole gambit for everybody. Got it. So, um, and retail certainly evolved over time and you moved into a franchise model and I, you grew to a pretty good number of stores. Like, what did that look like? Did you have to figure that out how to build a franchise organization or, cause I mean, it wasn't your background, like you said. So how did you kind of work through that? So our, so Brenda, my partner again, husband is an attorney. Ah, uh, got it. Um, okay. And he said to us, as we were growing, we probably were four in maybe five in. And he's like, Hey girls, you, we got a franchise. We can't, right. you know, we're skirting <laughs> on a line here and we, we have the franchise. So we hired a franchise attorney. Um, we full out franchised. It took a couple of years to do that. While we were doing that, we took the back seat a little bit and didn't open anybody up because we were in the midst of, you know, a, a full out franchise. So we sure. couldn't, we couldn't, you know, bring them on as a license when we were flipping over to a franchise. So we kind of hit the pause button for a little bit until we've got our, um, you know, our license, um, our FDD up and going. And then once we got that going, then, you know, we were able to pretty much sell to all states unless they're a registered state. And if you're a registered state, then, of course, you have to register in order to do business. Got in it. That state. Got it. And so... Um, what what did that look like? Were you was this an exciting time or was it challenging because of figuring out how to manage growth? Was it and and where do you like where's your passion? Is it in selecting the lines for the store? Is it in like growing the business? Like what does that look like for you? So it was very challenging, no question about that. Um, very expensive to do it. Um, more so than what we thought it was going to be, you know, we thought we were going to like go in and right here you go. Here's your store. Go open it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And it took a year to franchise. Wow. Um, so during that time, we just kind of managed what we had and developed our, you know, philosophy developed, you know, what we wanted our franchise to look like. Um, you know, we have the, the kind of the theory or the, the tagline, come sit down in our living room. We kind of want you to come in in the morning time with a cup of coffee. And if you just want to come in and just kind of sit and chat, you know, our doors are always open. We don't want you to feel like you have to come in all dressed up. We can come in in your tennis skirt and a t-shirt if that's how you choose to come in. So, you know, we wanted it to be a very relaxed um, atmosphere. And I think we we did that very successfully um, in the sense that carrying high-end lines the way that we were carrying some of them can be a little ostentatious sometimes sure. and you know can push people to a different direction oh I, I i can't shop in there they're too expensive right and that's not how we wanted people to perceive us got it um my forte is i'm more driven on the business side of it um i love to find new lines um we have an amazing corporate team that our corporate um, office is out of Winston-Salem. Um, and we have great, um, people in place that do nothing but, uh, do a, a, a brand team, um, that does nothing but the marketing and branding. We have a buying team that does nothing but the, you know, the buying side, but my forte is definitely the business side of it. Um, you know, I love to look at numbers. I love to read profit oh, and loss papers. Very good. Okay. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of business driven like that, and my husband has kind of 
I don't know if you want to say pounded it in my head, but <laughs> right. they pretty much pounded it in my head. That that's how you. Hey, that's it. not everybody's strength. I mean, usually yeah. somebody's the numbers person, someone's the creative, you know, merch type person. Yeah. Um, where did Brenda? And that's fin- my biggest thing when I tell yeah. new stores: you have to understand a profit and loss statement. You cannot run a business off your hip pocket. Right. Interesting. I love that. Um, and, and speaking of that, so as you added franchise owners, I'm sure you found some that were like a perfect fit and others that eh, maybe not um, or couldn't yeah. follow with what you guys were, you know, kind of the vision you had. How did you handle that? So, you know, that's so true. I mean, some people, um, you know, you you get you you interview and you think, wow, that's a great fit. And a couple years down the road, personalities don't click or sure. Maybe, you know, they become very um, independent themselves. Um, And when you sign up for a franchise, you're not oneself. You're, you know, you're in a group of of girls that what you do and your behavior kind of can reflect on other to others. And so it's sometimes it's not easy for me to have to you know, call somebody out because confrontation is not what we all, you know, feel good about. Sure. Um, but there are times where, you know, we have to do that. And, right. you know, it it's not it's not a comfortable place, but it's the way you have to run a business. Totally. No, I totally get that. Um, you started the first um, store in 1995. Here we are, gosh, what, 20 some odd years later. Um, I'm sure the in the market has evolved in that time. We've had ups and downs. Here we are coming out of COVID. What did this last year look like? Did Was it full stop? Was it, hey, opportunity for growth? And now we're open back up and things are booming. Like, give us a sense for how it's it's uh, played out in your world. Um, well, actually, we had to pivot pretty quickly. Um, you know, nobody was expecting, you know, 2020 to be like it was. Um, right. I felt like it was just... Especially in retail, right? Yeah. I just felt like it was going on and on and on it. And <laughs> I like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Same with everybody, I think. Um, <laughs> but for us, um, we pivoted very quickly. Um, our corporate team was amazing. Everybody within, um, within, I would say a month, we had 30 stores at that time. We got e-commerces all up and running and every one of our stores, if they didn't already have one, they, they immediately had an e-commerce site developed for them. Um, we taught people how to upload pictures, sell off of e-commerce, um, anything that they needed us for, we were at their beckoning call because it was, it, it was a very scary time. Um, we definitely had to slow the process down. Um, but it was in the slow the process down in the fact that we had to concentrate on our existing stores, um, and make sure they were healthy before we were to do any more growth. Got it. Um, but during that time, it was absolutely just, it was just stammering the fact of how many people were reaching out to us to open a store. Interesting. Um, it was, it was insane. The interest that we had, whether it was because everybody was home and they were on. Right. Shopping online. Uh, you know, <laughs> on the internet. Right. To they didn't want to go back into the corporate world anymore. Right. It's time to go be an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. And so for us, it was it was it was tough on the retail side of it. Um, we all made it through it 
um, nicely. Which, when I say nicely, we got through it. Yeah, right, stores um, are still there. Yeah, but got we it. had we had some stores that were even up. Yeah, because of their e-commerce their location, site, you know? e-commerce. Yep. Um, and then, um, you know, we weren't opening any stores during 2020. Um, and so we just kind of told everybody just to stand on the sidelines for a little bit. Right. Let's just, you know, let's sideline everything. Let's get through 2020. Let's see what it looks like. Get it, getting it back open and we'll be back in touch with you. Every single one of the folks that we got back in touch with that we did discovery days with that we really kind of, you know, um, coaxed through the whole franchise development side of it all signed wow and and here we are and retail you know the demise of retail um i think a lot of people got it wrong i think there was i mean we lost some which is no doubt i mean i'm here and i'm here in new york now and uh walk around the city you see some a lot of boutique places closed but retail is booming this year i mean there i mean it People are in stores, online. It's it's fascinating. What have you seen uh, as things have opened back up? Well, I think the biggest thing is is people wanted to get out. I mean, right. they, <laughs> get anywhere. They, they were, you know, literally, I don't want to say in a cage, but we were actually in a cage um, and nobody could do anything. So when it did open up, everybody was like, I want new clothes. Right. I want to go to this restaurant. I want to go exactly. on a trip. I want to, I want to do anything that I haven't done in the last, you know, 18 months (laughs) or how long it had been. And so they wanted an experience. Totally. They wanted to come in and touch and feel and talk and have people say, yes, that looks good on you. No, you can't wear that. They, they were absolutely as I was too, wanting attention because no one had gotten anything for so long. And I just think that people realized that, you know, their families came first. um, And when everything calmed down and things are somewhat back to normal, they realized the importance of shopping locally. Um, They realized the importance of just having their friends and their family and the camaraderie of people around them. And I think that's why I can say for our stores, that's why they have been, I mean, our 2021 is just insane. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, I've never seen a year like it before. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, and it's to our owners and it's to, you know, their buys and our corporate team. Surely, you know, I can talk to you all day long on an interview, but, you know, you know, yeah. I have a good team yeah. in front of me and a great and great store owners, which uh, makes it. I'm sure. And for those listening uh, down the road, we're only halfway through 2021 as we're recording this. And um, you just heard Didi say, have an amazing year. Um, and only things are accelerating. Um, what about, so. yeah, talk about merchandising. So any issues with getting merch or did you have to change lines because of you know shortages or out of stocks or anything like that? Or what did that look like? Um, y- yes and no. Um, our core lines seem to be able to keep up and, and, Everybody was really understanding. I mean, you know, when it first hit, 
I can remember Justin getting on the phone and literally canceling right, the entire, big orders. Yeah, the, the entire spring, I oh just completely canceled. <laughs> and you know, and for a vendor, I mean, I'm sure they were taking it on the chin too. No doubt. So some people, yeah, see, some people did go out of business, no question about it. Um, and then some people hunkered in and and got through it and. They kind of repeated their some of their merchandise, you know. Got it, because people hadn't bought it, hadn't even been yeah. out. Yeah, and it was already made, and so we all went with it because you know they were so kind to us to let us to you know to cancel that we all kind of were in it together, and it it, it all worked out fine. And, you know, there are some things that you can't get back into. Sure. Um, you know, if you sell out of something, you know, they don't have recuts right now, which completely understand nobody wants to kind of over you know buy something right, right now or over too make much something. inventory yeah yeah so, the, go ahead sorry so so differently you know we there was give and take there on everybody's part Got it. Yeah. For those of you that aren't in retail, they're listening. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting and, and exciting um, space to be in. And um, what you may not realize is when you shop during holiday, so let's say November and December, that store and that chain bought most of that probably all the way back into January, like at one of yeah. the gift marts or the apparel marts or whatnot. And by July, like that's done. Like they're things are on their way over. Right. I mean, DD, I mean, just kind of giving yeah, a sense of the timeline, over. right. It's You're over. not buying in July for November. Um, and so when COVID hit in March, most retailers had made big purchases, big, you know, their buys for holiday and canceled. <laughs> right. I mean, I think it happened for a lot of retailers, but you know, I will say through all of this, I do feel like it taught retailers and vendors to be more of a buy now, wear now ah, situation, okay. you know, like they don't require you to buy so far out anymore. Got um, it. There are little mini markets that you can go to now where before there wasn't any of that. So they, they had to pivot also sure. um, and adapt. And that is, you know, again, how we all kind of work together. Sure. Um, and, you know, people, people are, People are still a little scared. I mean, there's yeah, no, no question doubt. about it. I mean, you know, people are worried that, you know, with this new, um, you know. The um, Delta variant. Yeah. Right. You know, people are still still kind of a little leery and, you know, people right. are starting to mandate masks again. And I think, you know, <sighs> we just need to be, we just need to err on the side of, on, of caution. But at sure. the same time, you know, let's kind of keep the world going. I think people are eager for the world to be going. And I'm so <laughs> I, I, I so, you know, can't wait to get back into New York because we are scheduled to go back to New York um, in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I don't know what it's like there because I know like hotels I've called to book hotels are no longer in business. Some or, of them aren't. Yeah. And some are back. I mean, some are yeah. open. And so hopefully people are opening that. back up there too. Sure. No doubt they are. Well, I've, I've been a couple of times the last two months. Anyway, sidebar conversation for yeah. later. Um, I always let, before we go, um, I always love to ask our guests, like what are, what are two or three of the biggest lessons learned as an entrepreneur? I mean, you, you've been, you, you are an entrepreneur and then you've grown a brand and what not for our listeners we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen you know what would be two or three two or three things you'd share with them from your experience so the biggest thing that i can uh, that i always share and i think is so true is you got to have passion there's a lot of things you can teach 
in business. Um, you can teach people, you know, how to read a PL statement. But sure. You can't teach passion. Right. And when That's you have true. passion for something, um, whether it be in whatever, you know, field that you decide to go into as an entrepreneur, when you have passion for something and you wake up every morning loving what you do, you really never go to work. And that is the key to success, in my opinion, is loving it and having passion for something. Um, because like I said, if you don't have that, you, you, you just don't have it. That's so um, true. Can't, it can't be taught. Um, and the other thing that, you know, I would tell an entrepreneur that was going into business is to, to make sure that you do your homework. Don't, don't just, you know, it's not one phone call, it's multiple phone calls or multiple discussions with people and, and do your research on it. And, you know, if you believe in it, then it, then it will come to fruition. I love that. That's such great advice. But I, I think especially the first one, and that could apply to entrepreneurs or people working for a company and they're just not passionate about it. You know, it's yeah. life is difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. Share with their audience where they can find you, shop your stores, et cetera. Yeah, so you can you can shop with us. Um, each each store has their own website, um, but you can ours is Monkeys Wilmington Shop. Um, um, but you can shop monkeysshop dot com. There's you know you can find us on the web anywhere. There's thirty thirty um, plus stores now, um, so you can you know Google any of them and the, they all pop up. And we'd love to see anybody in any of our stores. And if you hear us on the, on this podcast, you know, come in and mention it to us. Cause um, you know, we'd love to know that, That's you know, really you're listening cool. and that, um, that, you know, that, that this is where you heard of us. I love it. Hey, Didi, it's been so great meeting you, connecting with you. I can't wait to meet you in person and um, hope you'll come back on down the road as things That's get sure. really moving and um, talk more retail with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me and good luck to you and good luck to everybody out there. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.